Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So to continue, so we, ta- we, sh- we talked about how to make realistic kingdoms. The next thing that you would need in a kingdom is the cities. How would you make realistic cities? Yeah, and to be fair, a realistic kind of fantasy city might be what we focus on. But mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would start... Uh, nice thing is D&D, at least 3.5, um, has some really good helpful resources on saying a thorpe which is like 40 people or less is different than a village which i think was like 100 people or less which is different than like a small town which was you know i don't remember 300 people or less and they kept describing things around the number of people in an area so you and i live in a city of roughly 3 million people Mm -hmm. i think um, I think the city proper is only around 2 million or something, but we live in a, a place that it's roughly 2 million people. That means that when we go out, um, there's typically, you know, when we're outside of a COVID time period, but, you know, back in 2019, when the world was saner, um, there was places open to eat at all hours. Yes. You may not have wanted to eat there at three in the morning because of the clientele, but you could go get food 24 hours a day. Um, grocery stores, many of them, most of them actually were open 24 hours a day. Convenience yes. stores open 24 hours a day. Gas pumps, whether the, there's a gas station attendant or not, most of the gas pumps in our area open 24 hours mm-hmm. a day. You just have to prepay. There's a lot more stuff in bigger cities. Right. But now if we rural. go to, yeah, now if we go back, now if we run down to, um, like Colorado Springs, for instance, that has a smaller population. Yes, there are places still open 24 hours a day, but not as many of them. But then if you go to the small town up in the mountains of Colorado where my wife grew up um, back in the 90s, the grocery store was closed on the weekends. The mm-hmm. grocery store shut down at 7 p.m. The um, the the only thing open 24 hours was like a Burger King or something they just recently yep. put in. The, so if, if you hurt yourself and needed uh, medical attention – you better hope that somebody can drive you or you can drive three three towns down because no. that's the nearest hospital. You might need to drive an hour or two to find a place that's open in order to help you. Mm-hmm. And now, um, you know, we live a stone, uh, it's like three and a half miles or something like that from a, a level one hospital or trauma. level two hospital, trauma hospital. So and if that one's closed for some reason, it's not like there's several trauma one hospitals. Not, well, uh, oh, you mean you, there's several hundred places you can I'm, go. I, I, I'm meaning like the several hundred ER clinics that are popping up over now. They're not, they're not open all the time, but they're open till nine or 10. And yeah, yep. there's a hundred, there's a lot of them. So Before we hit our other trauma ones. Now, why do we tell you all this? Well, a realistic fantasy town has an infrastructure. We mm-hmm. just described three different types of infrastructure uh, in large. So if you're in a, a smaller town, the infrastructure is going to have some sort of ruler, right? Mm-hmm. A mayor, a captain, something. Some sort of law enforcement could share the same role as the, as the, the ruler. Um, and so they're going to have to be some sort of mid- mid-level fighting type of class. I mean, you don't have to be a fighter class, but they have to be a mid-level character in a small enough town to be able to rule that town. Yes. And then you're going to have a local eatery and place to stay if yep. it's big enough. So if players are rolling in, there's a t- there's an inn or a tavern with an inn attached. Um, so there's a place to eat and there's a place to sleep. There might be, um, you know, there's going to be stores at all, you know, no matter how big the town is, there are going to be some sort of stores. But if the town's very, very tiny, the stores that you're looking at are going to be mostly maybe an open air market for people to sell 
goods. Small goods. Like what I got out of my farm for what you got out of your farm. If it. So I raise turnips, you raise corn. I'll yep. trade you turnips for corn. A big enough farming village might have a blacksmith who special, specializes in farming equipment. Right. So he won't have swords. Exactly. He can give you a hoe. He, or horseshoes or something along those yeah. lines, right? Um, and if he could, it's going to be not nowhere near a quote-unquote masterwork, if that's still a concept uh, the, uh, item. So. The only weapon that he could technically give you that would be made would be a scythe, because that's a farming tool that's been yep. repurposed for, for weapons. Exactly. But, so, but then, so then if you move up, right, depending on how big the town is, you get different things. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about a big town, like, I don't know. Maybe somewhere between five and 10,000 people or something like that in D&D. What would you need? Well, you're going to have a blacksmith, but you're probably going to have two. You're going to have one who specializes in weapons, one who specializes in armor. Yep. You're going to have um, kind of the tanner. The tanner, why, why do I need a tanner? Well, the tanner might be specializing in the non-metallic armor um, as Shoes, well as and, clothes. Yep, the boots the clothing, that sort of thing. You're probably going to have a tailor who's going to be able to have to mend and help right. with the sewing of that. Exactly. Um, You're going to have at least one, if not probably four or five different eateries, if, like inns. Yes. If the town is like towards like adventuring hotspots or it used yes. to be, you'll probably have like a magic shop that would yep. sell things. You probably alchemy have a, like a, yep, alchemy you might actually have a uh, cleric or some place that, like a temple that has high level clerics that yep. basically auction off their healing services. Yeah, to the adventurers because they know there's money there. There might be two or three te- uh, temples there. But that's but not guaranteed in a population of, at, um, uh, almost on any scale unless it's in an area that's strategic. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing to think about. So when we talk about like the kingdom building um, episode last time. A lot of it depends on how stable things are and how warlike things are. And so if you were in a very warlike area where there's constant, you know, hundreds of years of battle. Everything's going to have that at a certain scale. Then what's going to happen is anything near the front lines, whatever it is, is going to be, even if it's a quote unquote small farming town, they're still going to have an armorer who's specializing in weapons because he can make money. Yes. And then the back end, and then the back end would have some of that, but a lot of their supplies are going towards the front. Exactly. They're going to the the front of the war. And so the back part of the country is probably doing more of the farming and the more of the mining. And yes, creating probably more of, more of the iron ingots to get into the front because they don't exactly know what the armors need at the moment. Yes. So they might have some stuff on stock to equip the new soldiers who yeah. are getting trained to then get sent out to the front lines. Exactly. But they're not going to have so a when lot. So when you're building a town, just think about the size of it and think about there's always some sort of seat of power. In a very, very small village, the seat of power is going to be probably like – it's going to function probably like an, uh, a homeowner's association. It's going to be five to six people that have volunteered to lead, you know, no matter whether or not that's a good thing or not. doesn't matter. But there's going to be like a town council – but as you get into bigger and bigger populaces, there's going to be money in taxes paid so that there will be a person who's elected or appointed, depending on your, um, you know, depending on your government system, mm-hmm. elected or appointed into position to basically make sure that that town is following the rules of the kingdom and providing their taxes. Because at the end of the day, that's what the kingdom needs more than anything else is a local ruler who will tax the population appropriately, i.e. they get their cut and they might get more than their cut, but the kingdom's going to get their cut. 
and then make sure that if the kingdom needs something, then that town is willing to do something about it. And as if much not, as they can. If they're not willing to do it, then the kingdom will come and take that town down. Yep. They'll take out the leadership, put in new leadership, and take out anybody that dissents over that action. Mm-hmm. So when you're building a town, just think about how big it is. And then think about the necessary services that really would affect your players. Why does this matter? Real simple. Um, and we run into this all the time, which is great. Uh, uh, in the pre-made adventure we've been playing through with our DM now, um, the temple, what, Return of the Temple of Elemental Evil, yep. something like that. The town that's like a day away from the thing. It's pretty small. We, we probably couldn't even get Masterwork there. Just because no. of how so we don't small the sell town is. anything there because but it's pointless. The problem is, is the town that can it's like a week, a week, a week away, week distance, one way, one way. Now that I have teleport, it's a little better. But the point is, but then while you're there, you're shopping, you're getting stuff made for you because it's not like they have like a plus two sword on the wall. Yep, they have a they have a sword that could be a plus two, or they could turn your sword into a plus two. But that takes time. Uh huh. And that so, town isn't overtly big, so no. yes, they they might have plus one gear. They might not have plus two. Right. Or three. oh, hey, the magic carpet that Matt's character wants yeah. isn't there. Isn't there? But they have enough power that the next time he'll be there, they've ordered it for him. Yeah, they could order it. And he, they could they can order it, and he can get it in. So, but that takes time. So now he's out of that. He's out that item until the next time we go back to town, which could mm-hmm. be, I don't know, sessions. Yeah, like a month of real time, like. Before we get back. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is when you look at planning out a realistic town, I always think about the infrastructure. And if you want a map of the town, fine. I think it's okay not to have one. Um, I think, again, Don John might be your best bet for a quick town or, map. And he actually does, I think, label certain key infrastructure yes. on that too. So, Or honestly, if you're just needing a quick town, there's several online images that you can pull from yeah. Google as long as you're not doing commercial, which if you're going to do commercial anyway, you would be probably paying somebody concerned. to You would do be that. concerned about that to begin with? Yeah. But for your own little game, like you can grab, I mean, I know there's a big town from in Greyhawk. You could pull up the Greyhawk map. It's a huge place. And they have a small little area, which you could use for a smaller town, or you can take the entire big metropolis, which is like, I think it was like 50,000 people that live there. So yeah, it's a big deal. Anyway, regardless, um, just think about who you might need in a town. And then moreover, think about what the cap is for any kind of magical items your players can get and where they would have to travel to. To, to get, get something, that, to get the next level of stuff they might need. And it may be, yeah, you're doing a dungeon crawl and then they're trekking across the country to come back to trek across the country to finish the dungeon crawl out, which is totally acceptable. Which then, if that's the case, my suggestion would be, yes. there's a back, I don't remember our, how long we did this, but I had several points on yep. what to do and that with the dungeons on how to improve dungeons, yep. which I would suggest yeah, if you, you look into. Really quick, if you can't find it. If I'm gone for a very certain amount of period of time, then those that were still left living in the dungeon might fortify up, might get some people in. Um, also, some of the denizens that were at lower levels might explode up to the upper levels that you had cleared out because there's nothing up there. And they might say, you know what? R- free real estate. Is the front of the dungeon a cave? Well, maybe a bear finally took residence because they've been gone for so long. Exactly. Or in our case, in the last time we walked into this room, an elder, elder elemental, an elder earth elemental, which almost killed somebody, which, which was, was fantastic. Great. So really, really uh, made, made us 
think about things because we were down a lot of resources. Yep, exactly. But that said, we will see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.